Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Through September 13th, two days before my birthday. Fantastic, make me a cake. I want a cake, a carrot cake. I want a carrot cake. Now you're getting a cupcake, shut up. I love cupcakes. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. What do you think? Do the microphones sound a little bit better? I think they do. Do they? Yep. I, uh-huh. I reset them. That only took me, let's see, an hour oh and a half. Oh, my gosh. And now you weren't here for the majority of it. When I went to the grocery store, you were up here. <laughs> when I came back, you were still here. Now, that was only about an hour, hour and a half. But the microphones are reset, and I think things are, are sounding a little bit better. We're going to get there. I think it's going to be right on the money. Let's talk about our topic for today. How many guitars do you think I own? Mm. You, you live in the same house as me. Okay, let in, me see. Include the bass guitar. How many? Five. Five. Eight. What? Eight. I own eight guitars. Now, you're forgetting the two that are in the case sitting in the upstairs closet. What? I know, I own eight guitars. Here's the thing we're going to talk about today. You hear about instrumentalists, people who play, that are moving and and playing on album to album to album. Yeah. But there are actually guitars, physical instruments, that move from album to album to album. Oh, I like that. That's true. Nice. Let me give you the idea of the show with the first one. Now, obviously, you know Joe Perry from Aerosmith. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. Aerosmith, one of your favorite groups. From his book, Rocks, My Life in and Out of Aerosmith, he owned a 59 Les Paul. Now, this is really one of the prized years of Les Paul. Yes. Uh-huh. He lost it. In his 1982 divorce, okay? Oops. This was one of the guitars that he bought at like a a guitar swap meet back in the 1970s. And and she wanted the guitar, huh? Right. I will hurt you. I will take the guitar. This is the thing that you saw him play. If you see any kind of video or any kind of film of him playing in the 1970s, when you hear him play Walk This Way, that kind of thing. That's it. It's that 1959 guitar. Oh. It was then picked up by Billy Luzigan uh, at an East Coast guitar shop for $4,100. He later then sells it to a jazz guitarist, and somehow it ends up in the hands of Eric Johnson. Mm -hmm. After that, we kind of lose it. It then ends up in the hands of Slash from Guns N' Roses. Get out of here. Same guitar. How does Joe Perry find this out? Well, Slash is pictured on the front of Guitar Player Magazine holding the 59 Les Paul. Well, he contacts Slash, and Slash says, well, I'll give it to you for this amount of money. Joe Perry was at hard times. It's hard to believe he doesn't have this kind of cash. He doesn't have the money to buy it. 
slash says, well, I'm not going to sell it to you then. Joe Perry has this giant resurgence, and on his 50th birthday, uh-huh. when everybody is brought to play with him, and right, there's sort right. of this, you know, everybody come play with Joe Perry, Slash walks out on stage with the 59 Les Paul and says, yeah. you know, here you go with a big pink bow on it. It's now back in your hands, so the 59 Les Paul is now back in Slash's hands. What a nice thing, huh? There you are. So... Today on the show, we're going to do more stories like that. An instrument that was owned by one person that went to another that went to another and hopefully be able to tell you about not only the songs that it played on, but the songs that it played on when it was in other people's hands. How about that? I can't wait to hear. I'm excited. We're going to move along. You got it. You want to hear the 59 Les Paul? Yeah. It's Aerosmith on Rock School. All right, coming out of train, kept a roll, and there's Aerosmith and the 59 Les Paul. Let me ask you a question, Tammy Burns, uh, wife of mine. Yes, yes, yes. What's your favorite song of all time? Baby Blue. Baby Blue, Badfinger. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Do you really like Breaking Bad that much? I do love me some Walter White, but I like the song long before him. When he chose that to be the ending song, it was was a... uh, a moment of perfection to well, me. Well, it explained the whole thing. Absol- really yeah, That's the song did. you want played at your funeral. Yeah. Right, because you're going to go before Thanks me. Thanks for talking about that. George Harrison mm, had yeah. a 1964 SG standard. You want to sound real intelligent to your I guitar do. friends? Yes. What does SG stand for? I don't know. Spanish guitar. Uh, it was a cherry red SG, and he played it on Paperback Writer. Uh, also Rain. Also John Lennon used it a few times on the White Album. Mm-hmm. So it's been used by the Beatles, specifically George Harrison, but used by the Beatles on multiple songs. The first group signed to the Apple label was... Yeah, Badfinger. Badfinger, yeah. right. George Harrison, who, by the way, is known for giving away his guitars. Aww. He's going to come up again in this Rock School what show. He gave it to Pete Ham of Badfinger, and you will hear that same guitar on No Matter What, Day After Day, and Baby Blue. That's why the songs are so good. Probably. It's magic in the instrument. Mm-hmm. The problem is Pete Ham, as you probably know, hanged himself yeah. when he felt that money wasn't coming his way and that his life wasn't going the way oh, he no. felt it was going or should have gone. The iconic SG was sold in 2004 at an auction to an anonymous bidder for $567,000. Hopefully, the anonymous bidder, who blatantly is a rich person, is playing it. It breaks my heart that a song or a guitar is sold to a collector for a tremendous amount of money, and it's either hanging on the wall or it's sitting in a case somewhere so at a rich person's party 
he or she can say, hey, look at this. This is the song that recorded Baby Blue. Yeah, but you don't know if that's a situation or not. It could be, you know, an, an, an anonymous bidder. It could be a musician. Hopefully it is. Okay, but we'll I look at ass- it that way. I would assume anonymous bidder, who is a rock star, would say, look, I'm playing the George Harrison Cherry Red SG. Oh, you think it would end up in, on a magazine somewhere? That exactly. Kind of thing? Hopefully, if you're an anonymous rich bidder, it's again not sitting in a closet somewhere. Yeah, yeah Instru- you're right. Instruments need to be played, not collected. I so, buy it. It's Baby Blue on Rock School. Yes, I got what I deserve. Coming out of Baby Blue here on Rock School. Thank you for playing that. Let's continue on with another George Harrison, What Say? Yeah. He had a 1957 Les Paul, not the prized year. Right, that's 59, right? 59 is the prized year, but 57 ain't bad. He gave away a Gibson 1957 Les Paul to Eric Clapton. Ooh. Now, it started its life as a Gibson gold top. Okay. That was what pretty much all Les Pauls were because Lester Paulson, the man who the instrument was named after, Mm -hmm. wanted them all to be gold tops. What happened was they took off all the hardware, sanded them down, and then painted them something. And I probably should tell you this. When I went looking for my latest bass guitar, I went into a pawn shop. There was a Les Paul in there. Now it was an Epiphone. It was the lower version of it. Somebody had, and I don't think they took the finish off it, but they had latex painted it black. What? And the the guitar, I swear, was looking at me going, help me. Oh. Please take me home. Get this off Did of me. Did you not want to take it home and try to fix it? Again, I have seven guitars and one bass. Eight? So, eight total. So, I, I don't... I don't really have space for it, but yeah. when I went back, because I looked and then went back a month later to buy the bass, and it was still there, it I felt bad for it, but yeah. the guitar was gone. Oh, thank God, or so you would have bought it. Hopefully somebody you took it You buy guitars like I like kittens, you I, know? I know, I, I buy them like paper clips. But the thing is, you, you can't do it with latex paint. It has it has to be taken down to its wood right. and then restained, and then you have to put a varnish over top of it. Yeah, you could have done that. I, I know I could have. I've done it on two guitars before, but this whoever did this did it with a, a latex paint like you would do to a house. <gasps> and again, the guitar was looking at me saying, please help me. Oh, my god! Don't do that. But the guitar originally was a gold top from George Harrison, Mm -hmm. and it was turned into a red instrument and was given the name Lucy, as in Lucille Ball. Yeah. Its second owner was either Eric Clapton or Rick Derringer. Mm -hmm. The story becomes fuzzy. Uh Uh-oh. Either way, it was played on While My Guitar Gently Weeps and also at the legendary Rainbow Concert in 1973 by... Eric Clapton, and was also played on multiple songs by George Harrison. I don't know how these stories become fuzzy. 
How you well, know your guitars? If you gave one to someone, no, you I'll bet know you don't. That. I'll bet what? you don't. George Harrison probably owns a multitude of instruments, and unless it has some special attachment to him, he just gives it away. Just gives it away. You have to. You have to know the guy's probably pushing a billionaire. Hmm. So a guitar to him is you know a nickel. Well, to me, it's a, a a thought process towards my budget. To yeah. him, it's a nickel. It's the fact that it was for a short while with Rick Derringer. You think. And there's no, no, it was with Rick Derringer. Okay. We know that. All right. The question is, did it play on rock and roll hoochie coo? I'd say yes. Some of the websites say yes. Some of the websites say no, but I got to run a radio show here. Oh, then yes. Then yes. So let's pretend it did. Did it? I don't know. But let's pretend it did. It's Rick Derringer on Rock School. Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo, it's Rick Derringer here on Rock School, and we are way over time. I'll tell you a very quick story so we can get into the break here. Sex Pistols anti-hero guitarist Steve Jones played a 1971 Gibson Les Paul Custom. Everyone knows it. Very iconic guitar. I know you're not a big Sex Pistols fan, but if you saw Steve Jones playing the guitar, you would know it. Right. It's a very specific guitar. Where did it come from? Well, there was a guy by the name of Malcolm McLaren who was the manager of both bands. Okay? I say both bands because the second band was the New York Dolls. The New York Dolls had a guitarist by the name of Sil Sylvian who owed Malcolm McLaren money. No. Well, Malcolm showed up one day and said, Say, Sil, where's the cash? I ain't got it. I don't know why I'm giving him a New York accent because he's from New York. I don't know how to do a real New York accent. I ain't got it, man. (laughs) Forget about it. Forget about it. So, you know, what he did was walk over and said, well, that's a fairly nice guitar you have there, young man. Picked the instrument up, walked out the door with it, walked right over to his other band and gave it to Steve Jones. (gasps) There you go. So some songs are recorded by the New York Dolls with this lovely 71 Gibson. Again, not the year that everyone loses their mind over, but it became iconic because of Steve Jones playing it. So it moved from the Dolls to the Sex Pistols. Oh, my. That's why the song traveled. Hello, W-Y-A-P, Clay, West Virginia. You run the radio show. How about KSKQ in... Ashland, Oregon. That's right. Uh, we're going to make our way up to Oregon. I guess it's next summer. I think gonna so. Going to do the entire West Coast That's all the way right. up. Take the camper along and do a uh, do a series of rock school shows from there. Let's camp. That's right. Uh, get us on Facebook or we'll cry. Uh, make sure you search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us because every Thursday I put up a series of questions and uh, we've been doing very well. A lot of people have been answering those questions. Back in a minute on Rock School. <laughs>
Coming out of the break, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, do you remember, you've probably seen it on, are you doing your nails again no, during no. this broadcast? Shut up, shut up. You're not doing your fingernails, you're doing your toenails. Shut up, shut what, up. What is, the, what is the color of this? This is a lot less pink or a lot less red. What is it? What is the, what is the color? Uh, and I'm also uh, with a tasty lady drink there. Uh, what two is Two hour it? lunch. Two, what? I don't know. How does that turn into pink? Two hour lunch. I've never had one, so give I don't. Me, give me, give me that. that. Give no. me, give it to me. Is it really called two hour lunch? It's really called two hour lunch. <laughs> How about that? All right, fair Shut enough. Shut up, Jimi Hendrix. If you remember, you've probably seen it on YouTube. You've probably seen it on some documentary. He took his guitar, poured lighter fluid on on it, and yeah. poof, up it went. Where did the body of that guitar go? Not the neck, the body. It went to Frank Zappa. Really? Frank Zappa had it, and it sort of sat for a while until he had a luthier take it, and I have no idea how it was repaired. Could have been wood, could have been Bondo, could have been some kind of two-part epoxy. I have no idea. But it was repaired, and Frank Zappa played it on stage for a little while. No kidding. I right. thought that guitar was, like, trash. No, I not at no all. Idea. I, I'm sure it was trash. The electronics, for sure, were trashed. All the uh, plastics had to be melted out. Well, Zappa played it on stage for a while. And then what happened was he got tired of it. Zappa moved on to SGs, playing through Marshall amplifiers. His son, Dweezil started looking around at some of the instruments that were sort of lying around the house. And you have to believe Zappa's house was just littered. Can you imagine? Sure, with equipment and guitars and such. That's all he did. Yeah. According to Dweezil Zappa, he found the guitar underneath the steps. One of those sort of, you know, under the steps, there's this little cubby. Yeah. He found it in a, you know, a, a guitar case. And he said, Dad, can I have this? And Dad, yeah, go ahead, take it. To this day, Dweezil Zappa has had it sort of updated by a luthier and plays it on stage. So it went from Hendrix to Zappa to Dweezil, and it is still played while Dweezil plays Zappa on stage. That's a great story. There you go. But when cars marry on Rock School. After all the jets are in the boxes And the clowns have all Wind Cries Mary, that's uh, Jimi Hendrix here on Rock School. I have no idea if that's a guitar that he recorded uh, the song with that was also burnt on stage. As far as I know, he didn't have sort of a Pearly Gates that he loved or sort of a Les Paul number 1 that he loved. Uh, As far as I know, he played Stratocasters, and if it was a Stratocaster, he played it I you know I have a guitar that I play all the time. Yeah, you've 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 got the favorite guitar that you've played since what you were sixteen. Right, I have a a a, a Les Paul Cherry Sunburst, and unless there's a reason, that's the instrument that I play. All right, the house catches on fire. You can grab one guitar. Which one is it? I grab the Les Paul. Mm, there you go. It's not a question. But I also have an AXL Badwater. I also have. A, the Eddie Van Halen guitar that I made that has the Floyd Rose locking vibrato system. I have a Yamaha SBG 200 that I that I love because it has a very very fat sound on it. 
But unless there's a reason to play one of those two, I play the Les Paul. Yeah, and the house just burned down, and you grabbed the one guitar. I grabbed so the it's Les over, Paul. Dude. That's right. The rest of them can burn up. It didn't up. matter. Yeah. You know, my my opinion is I'm fully insured. You know, this is the thing about me and insurance yeah, and me it, and things. It, oh, my gosh. Insurance doesn't pay for memories. Come on now. No, it doesn't. But wouldn't it be cool if the house burnt down? I could buy all new guitars. Woohoo! No. <laughs> I could get a whole new stable oh of guitars. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't I hope that... no one's listening to that. Come on, burn the house down. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Uh, I don't know who I am now. I'm your wife, Tammy Burns. I would Burns. certainly hope so. Let's do seven days, 70 seconds. These are the dates. September 7th all the way through September 13th. Two days before my birthday fantastic make me a cake i want to cake a carrot cake i want a carrot no, cake. you're getting a cupcake shut up i love cupcakes the uh, monday is september 7th you have it go september 7th 1986 michael nesmith joins the other three monkeys on stage for the first time since they disbanded in 1970 september 8 1990 bon jovi is at number one with going down in a blaze of glory September 9th, 1958, Alan Freed quit his job at radio station WINS over what he says is the station's failure to support him after he was indicted for causing a riot in Boston. They should have supported him because disc jockeys only say things. People make the decision whether to follow or not. didn't cause a riot. Of course not. I could sit here right now and say, take all your trash and throw it on the front steps of City Hall. Of Hammond, Louisiana. Right. And Riot it's, causer. It's the decision of the people whether to do it or not. I could also sit here and say, hey, go smoke, you know, go vape. Go vape. Everybody go vape. And it's your decision whether to do it or not. If you want to blame it on me, you can, but that just means you don't have a functioning brain. And I don't understand that. September 10th, 1969, the Turtles and the Temptations performed at the White House for a ball given by President Richard Nixon's daughter, Trisha. Good for you, Trish. September 11th, 1992, Eric Clapton's Unplugged LP enters the Billboard chart. September 12th, 1990, Christine McVie and Stevie Nicks both announced that they'll no longer perform with Fleetwood Mac. Never, Aww. never, 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 never. No. Two years later, they reunited with the group and what? sang at the President Clinton inauguration. Oh. September 13th, 1965, Ringo Starr's wife Maureen gave birth to their son, Zach Starkey, and he's now playing drums, I believe, with the Who. Do you know who Peter Green is? Mm, the name's familiar. Help me, help me. Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac. <gasps> he was the beginning of Fleetwood Mac. Oh, long, the old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Long before Lindsey Buckingham. Oh, yes. Long before Stevie Nicks. He had a 1959, there's the year. Yep. 1959 Les Paul Standard, okay? That's the one he recorded Black Magic Woman on, Rattlesnake Shake, Albatross. Ran into concerns with his mental health. The guitar went to Gary Moore, who played it with, um, let's see, Thin Lizzy and also as a, uh, a solo artist. It got sold from him when he ran into this financial trouble and has been sold numerous times and is now in the possession of Metallica's Kirk Hammett, who plays it live on stage. A guitar needs to be played. Thank goodness it didn't go to some collector who's got it in a case, who brings his rich friends over and goes, hey, look. This is the guitar that recorded Black Magic Woman. Wrong. The instrument should be on stage, being played, and that's what should happen. 
Here you go. It's Rattlesnake Shake right here on Rock School. Man, if you got a rock. Are you familiar with Eric Clapton's SG, that's the one with the two little horns on it, Right. called The Fool? I've seen it. Okay, it's the one that's all painted up. It's got a lot up. of different colors on it, right? Right, a couple little cherubs, that I love thing. It. yeah. It was painted by a couple of Dutch artists. He played it a great deal when he was with Cream. Those of you who are guitarists probably know it as the guitar that gave him what was known as, quote, the woman tone which was very, very bassy and very pretty Mm -hmm. and supposedly the tone that was most feminine and such. I I never thought his tone with cream was feminine, but that's what people called it. Yeah, okay. That SG was nicknamed The Fool, okay? He picked it up after his blues breaker Les Paul was stolen. And by the way, you, you asked me, is there a show in stolen instruments? Yeah, I want to hear it. Okay, there was a, I remember just off the top of my head, all of the Who's instruments were stolen one time. Don't give, a, don't give it all away. Well, I, I, I'm just thinking off the top of my head of all the times I have heard that bands have had their equipment stolen. So that sounds like a, a decent rock school I show. I think so. We should go after that one. So this is one here, Clapton had that guitar stolen. Mm -hmm. ZZ Top had their instruments stolen. I remember they threatened to shave their beards off. Oops. Yeah, before they would, you know, play again if they didn't, if whoever stole the stuff didn't give it back. It's a good thing those things showed up, right? They did. So, you know, I don't, I wonder what those guys even look like today. I I wouldn't, I can't even imagine. They could grow the beards back. So, you know, but... Cream broke up and Clapton gave the SG to guitarist Jackie Lomax, who played it for two years on stage, Mm -hmm. and then sold it to Todd Rundgren, who played it on stage. Yeah. He sold it to Todd Rundgren for $500. Rundgren then auctioned the SG for (laughs) $150,000. Donating the proceeds to Clapton's Crossroads Antigua Rehabilitation Center. That's nice. I I get it. The thing is, whomever the person was that purchased it, resold it for a half a million dollars. So the fool is in some collector's A half a million dollars. Yeah, that I don't like. There is nothing that I own or possess that's worth a half a million dollars. Not even me? No. Yeah, well, that's too bad. Sunshine of your love, it's cream on Rock School. It's getting near dawn. Lights close the tired eyes. I'll soon be with you. I'm all your love. Mrs. Burns, these are the kidnappers. We have your husband. If we don't receive a half a million dollars within the next two days, we will do horrible, horrible things to him. Can't help you. 
Seriously, we'll kill him. Yeah, stick a guitar in his hand and feed him pudding. He, he likes that. He likes pudding. He pudding. likes it. Is there a specific flavor of pudding that he likes? No, but there is a specific guitar. So. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, he's going down hard. Jimmy Page had a Les Paul named number one. If you ever see Jimmy Page in his dragon pants during sort of the height of Led Zeppelin, yeah, that's the Les Paul that he has. I know the one you're talking about. Right, and he always played it slung low. Mm-hmm. And again, those of you who are new guitarists who have Les Pauls, please do me a favor. Take the guitar strap <laughs> and pull it up to your belt. You're not Jimmy Page. Sling it high. Right. Bring it up so your arms are in the classical position and bring it up. Learn to play the instrument. Once you're Jimmy Page, then you can sling it down to your knees. Only Jimmy can do that. That's right. Once you learn the instrument, then you can sling it down to your knees. But until you learn the instrument, bring bring the guitar up. Jimmy Page could play it that way because he's Jimmy Page, okay? Until you learn the instrument, don't sling it down around your knees, okay? Just saying. The Les Paul, dubbed number one, was not originally his. It came from Joe Walsh Mm. of the James Gang and of the Eagles. Now, he sold it to Page in 1969 for about $1,200, And Paige just fell in love with the silly thing. The serial number, if you will, had been scraped off or sanded off. I don't know if Joe Walsh did that or the person who sold it to Joe Walsh did that. Something ain't right. Right. If you scrape the the serial number off a guitar, that leads to me, me to believe that something nefarious happened before it ended up in your possession. Yes. Right. According to Gibson's Edwin Wilson, who is sort of their... The what would you call it? The person who's in charge of their history. Yeah, the man. He believes it's either a late fifty-nine or an early sixty, and I'm sure he did it with the wood and the cut mm-hmm. and the neck and all that kind of stuff. Oh, let's say fifty-nine. But still, the fact remains: if you're missing that, it's like a car missing a VIN number. It ain't right, huh? Hmm, can I see the fax report on that thing? I'm gonna need a little bit more Where information. Where did that come? I'm guessing that did not come to you with a receipt. Hmm. Ouch. Hello, WXZY, Kane, Pennsylvania. Thanks for running the radio show. And WOUB in Athens, Ohio. Back in a minute on Rock School. Okay, last break here on Rock School. Let's talk about, instead of a guitar on this last break, how about a bass? Oh, okay. let's do it. John Enthwistle, he had the Aux bass, which was a Fender P-bass neck. Fender had a precision bass, mm-hmm. and what he did is he took the neck off a P-bass. Well, he probably didn't. He probably had a luthier do it. Hope and he so. stuck it onto a Gibson-style Explorer body in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to see it, look at the video for Who Are You? And you'll see it on there. In fact, you can see it in a lot of places, but that's where you'll see it the quickest. 
Following his death, it was bought at auction for £12,000 in 2003 by widespread panic bassist Dave Schools. So again, it's not in somebody's collection. It is being played on stage by Schools. Nice. And there you have it. So that's all I got for you. So these instruments are moving through. I don't like that the instruments are sometimes with a collector if you will. The instrument should be played. I don't care how old it is. Well, this is from the 1930s. Fine. Give it to a luthier. Let him or or her shore it up and play it. I love the journey, though. I love the history that the guitar can be passed from band to band, person to person. Yeah. And it just keeps going on. That That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful story. I agree totally. My name is Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. And that'll do it. Class is dismissed. <laughs>